Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're evaluating Aaron Nola's 2023 season. On the heels of his new seven-year, $172 million deal, I figured now is the perfect time to evaluate what he did in 2023. And we're going to talk about what's more important for Aaron Nola, his talent level or his consistency. And also, a question about where he ranks all-time among the Philadelphia Phillies who have pitched. Well, we'll discuss all of that on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. You are Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen. We are coming up on 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is an awesome mark. I appreciate everyone who's already subscribed. If you haven't yet, please do. Get you new notifications of when episodes are posted, and it takes like two seconds of your time. Cost you absolutely nothing. It's the best way to keep up with Locked On Phillies, and it really, really helps me out here. So I appreciate everyone who's done that once again. And uh, if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Jump on in. Try and get us to 2,000 subscribers. I hope that we hit that before the end of the calendar year. We may hit it before the end of this month, the way things have been going, especially when there's big news like what happened with Aaron Nola and his new contract with the Philadelphia Phillies, a seven-year deal worth $172 million. If you want to know my thoughts on the contract and everything there, you can check out our most recent episode, the one right before this one, where I broke down everything you need to know about Aaron Nola's new contract with the Philadelphia Phillies and why the Phillies chose to resign him. Now, when we're talking Aaron Nola, we might as well jump into the 2023 evaluations. I've been doing player evaluations for every player from the 2023 Phillies. Well, that was on like their playoff roster, like the big name guys, the guys that played significant time. So we're going to go through that. And I figured today would be a great day to have Aaron Nola be our next evaluation. Now, let me know in the comments to this video who you want me to evaluate after Aaron Nola because I've been letting you pick uh, the guys in the order that we go in. But this one just felt timely, so I'm taking this one into my own hands. By the way, sorry, before we get too deep into it, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com. So go ahead and check them out. Now, getting back to Aaron Nola. 2023 was not his strongest season. It, it just wasn't. I mean, he posted a 4.46 ERA and 193 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, the whip that you're looking at, 1-1-5-1. That is one of the highest marks of his career. And that's just, I mean, it's not, it's not good. It, it's not. It's not terrible, but... Uh, over actually you know what it's not good for like a next next level ace it's fine but this is why Aaron Noll is so hard to evaluate we're going to get into this coming up but I'm just going to give you the overall idea of how Aaron Noll's career has gone we're just going to roll through ERA real quick uh we're going to start with let's start with 2017 as he first settled in uh he came up in 2015 for the first time but 2017 
third year up, kind of settled, age 24 season. 3-5-4 ERA. They're like, okay, not bad. This kid might have something. 2018, his best professional season, a 2-3-7 ERA. So you're like, wow, okay, cool. He's a next-level pitcher. He's an ace. Then in 2019, he's got a 3-8-7 ERA. Uh, 2020 is kind of weird because of the shortened season, but it was 3-2-8. Not bad. Not great. Then in 2021, he's got a 4-6-3 ERA, and this is where people start to turn on Aaron Nola, was in the 2021 season where it's just like, oh, my goodness, this guy's not consistent. He's good season, bad season, good season, bad season. And then right on brand, last year in 2022, a 3-2-5 ERA looked much better, had great, great work in the postseason for them in 2022. And then in 2023, he's back up to 4-4-6. He's posted two higher than four ERAs in the past three seasons. He hadn't done that since 2016, his second year in the major. So I, I don't think it's regression. I just think it, he's such a hard pitcher to evaluate. He's got some all-time numbers, right? Some unbelievable ones. Uh, last year, in 2022, he led baseball in strikeout to walk ratio it, with an 8.1 in that category. He was uh, fourth in the Cy Young last year. And really deserved to be in that conversation. This year, received no votes at all. And posted a 4-4-9, walked a bunch of people, gave a bunch of home runs. He gave up 32 home runs this year. He'd never given up more than 27 in any other year in his career. So it was his worst year giving up the long ball. He walked a lot of guys, too. He walked 45. He had never gone over, or he hadn't gone over 40 for the past three seasons. It's just, he's such a tough, tough player to evaluate. But Postseason this year, he was insane, like insanely good. He was the highlight of this year was his pitching against the Atlanta Braves in that series. I mean, he got you into a really, really good spot uh, with that series. He was a huge part of that. And I loved what Aaron Nola did against one of the best offenses in baseball. You can tell he's ready for big moments, but the issue is the regular season's too inconsistent for Aaron Nola. He had another one of those years that was a down year. But, like, you look at it and you say, okay, well, if we're playing Aaron Nola roulette, that means next year should be really good, right? Or are we seeing a regression? I mean, I'm looking at all these numbers, and he was down in strikeouts, had 202 this year, had 235 in 22, 223 in 2021. Uh, Not counting the 2020 season, which was shortened. In 2019, he had 229, and in 2018, he had 224. This was his lowest strikeout total for a full season in one, two, three, four, five years. That's a little bit troubling. That makes me worry about his stuff a little bit. I say all this stuff about worrying about Aaron Nola. I still believe he's worth the contract he was given. I'm so happy he's back with the Philadelphia Phillies. And I know that the talent level is great. Basically, what Aaron Nola is is this, and he proved this in the 2023 season. The guy's been an all-star once. It was in 2018. He's never won a Cy Young Award. He's been in the conversation a couple times, but it does not have that uh, trophy on his mantle. So basically the Phillies are saying, we're going to re-sign Aaron Nola, and we know his limitations. What are his limitations? Well, he's not going to be consistently good every year throughout the year. Like That's just not the pitcher he is. He's not a – we know what we're getting out of him every time. But he has a very, very high ceiling. And it seems that he's capable of reaching that high ceiling in the postseason, almost on command, right? So through the regular season, what you're paying him for is he might go out and give you seven shutout innings. Every once in a while, he's going to run into a game where he's just unhittable. And then every once in a while, he's going to run into a game where he gives up like three home runs in an inning. 
it's very feast or famine with Aaron Nola. But in the postseason, he's been successful. So that seems to be the thought process behind behind that. But the numbers will tell you this was one of his worst professional seasons since really settling in at the major league level. And you say, well, then why are you okay with them giving that guy after one of his worst professional regular seasons? I'll say regular season because he was incredible in the postseason. Are you okay with giving that, giving that guy seven years, $172 million? Well, uh, you can listen back to the old episode, but the long and short of it, it, it's a solid value contract for the high-level ceiling he has. And the Phillies are gambling that he can reach that ceiling. They are. Aaron Nola is a gamble. But the Phillies have felt confident that he's a guy they're willing to ride with. Now, they might have to build a better rotation around him. And having Zach Wheeler here has definitely been a huge help. But maybe rounding out the back end of the rotation is uh, more important with a guy like Aaron Nola than if you had a guy that was super, super consistent. But you're, the Phillies are taking the chance that he's going to hit the hot stretch. Like the last two years, he hit a very hot stretch going into the postseason. And caught fire and was a big reason why his team went to the World Series last year and went to the NLCS and almost made it to the World Series again this year. He's a huge part of that one-two punch at the top. And we'll never again have the conversation, oh, does Aaron Noah deserve to start in the postseason? Would you consider starting someone else? Because we were having that conversation in August. We were. Think back. It's like, oh, does Christopher Sanchez get the ball? Does Michael Lorenzen get the ball? Taiwan Walker, Ranger Suarez. Like, are we throwing these guys? Over Aaron Nola because of Nola's performance this season, how inconsistent he was. Now everyone's like, I can't trust him. And then he goes out and he dices. So you'll always believe in him in the postseason, but the Phillies are gambling that he's going to give them a good season this next year and enough good seasons over the course of the next seven years to justify that contract. I don't think Nola's a bad guy to bet on with the talent level he has, but I wonder if there's a way still at some point in the next seven years for him to find consistency. I don't know that he's capable of it. And evaluating his 2023, it was just, it was inconsistent. It was a roller coaster ride uh, that finished in a really good spot with the way that he pitched in the postseason. But he's going to have to be better, or people are going to start coming after him for the amount of money he's making on this contract. So that's my evaluation of Aaron Nola's 2023. Not a great year, lower than a lot of his career averages, but a season in which he made up for it in the postseason. That opens up perfectly the conversation I want to have coming up. What's more important, talent level or consistency? I'm going to try and break it down from a major league organization standpoint as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about Jace Medical, okay? Jace Medical is absolutely awesome. They have the Jace case, which has five life-saving antibiotics in there in case you reach a medical emergency and you're not prepared for it have no idea what's going on. You never know. Like that's why it's called an emergency. Like if it wasn't an emergency, it wouldn't be. You have to be prepared for the unexpected and the Jace case can help you do that. Getting you medicine you need or having medicine on you that you need in case something pops up. But also there's another problem that faces people who have daily medications. So what you do is you wait for your prescription to be filled and you get your allotted amount of pills and you take them daily or whenever you need them, multiple times. However, that works depending on your prescription. But what happens if something's wrong with the prescription? It can't be filled. What happens if something happens to the supply chain, a natural disaster or something, and you can't get the medicine that you need day in and day out to make sure you're healthy? Well, 
Jace Medical's done this as well. You can now purchase 12 months worth, a year's worth. I believe 12 months is a year. Yes. A year's worth of your, your supply on your daily meds that you need. You just need to go to jacemedical.com and they'll be able to help you out with that. And you can use promo code locked on. You'll get a special discount. So when you use promo code locked on, you'll get $20 off your purchase. So if you or someone you love will get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. All right, let's discuss one of the most confusing, interesting, confounding, whatever you want to call it, questions in sports. And this is not just Aaron Nola, but Aaron Nola is like a great, great example of this. What is more important, talent level or consistency? Basically, let's say, let's look at this as a hitter, right? You have a hitter that can go out there and hit 250 every year. And he's going to hit 20 home runs every year. And that's what you got. That is it. No more, no less. That is the player they are. Or you could have a player that could hit anywhere between 200 or 310 and could have anywhere between 10 home runs to 30 home runs. Now, the ceiling on that one player is much higher. And you're like, wow, if, well, if I guess right, if I hit the lottery with this player, I'm getting an exceptional talent. And if I don't, well, we're screwed, basically. So that's the tough thing, right? Do you chase the ceiling? Do you chase the talent level? Or do you trust the consistency? Now, here's why I think the Philadelphia Phillies are in a great spot with Aaron Nola. Because Zach Wheeler, who is their true number one, like let's be realistic about how good Zach Wheeler has been since becoming a Philadelphia Philly. He is the best starting pitcher on this team. And Aaron Nola is a number two. Now he's the number two in this rotation. He could go other places in baseball and be a number one. He's talented enough, but he's a number two. Zach Wheeler gives you that consistency. Now, he doesn't quite give you the durability, right? Zach Wheeler's been on and off the injured list. He had to get shut down 2022, end of the season for shoulder soreness or shoulder fatigue. Um, he is not as durable as Nola, who basically never spends time on the injured list. So durability, Nola gets the advantage. Consistency, Wheeler gets the advantage. Just night in and night out when he takes the mound, you know you're seeing a solid performance that gives you a chance to win. Talent level. Their ceilings are probably pretty close to even, which is crazy to say considering they're both so talented. That means that the Phillies rotation, when it's at its best, like it was for a lot of this postseason run this year, uh, they're nearly unhittable. So that's a great thing to have that similar talent level. Uh, so I don't know. I think the Phillies feel comfortable with Nola knowing they also had Wheeler. I think if Wheeler's out of the equation, right? Let's just take Wheeler is gone. Zach Wheeler never existed. He's off the face of the earth. So uh, Aaron Nola is your number one, and he becomes a free agent this offseason. I don't know that the Phillies are as comfortable with giving him that contract if Wheeler doesn't exist. Because I think Wheeler balances out the things that Nola doesn't do well, which is consistency and everything like that. So I think that they're a great one-two punch only because they complement each other so well, and you need to see that there are other players that can make up for Aaron Nola's deficiencies. You, in an ideal world, Aaron Nola would go out every year and be that 2018 version of himself. 
And there have been pitchers in the past that kind of do that, that have top, top level careers that become Hall of Famers, all time greats, things of that nature. We're going to bring up that conversation about all time greats when we wrap up this episode. But not like that's a that's a rarity, an absolute rarity to have a guy that basically goes out and consistently plays at the level that Aaron Nola can pitch at when he's at his best. Handful of guys have ever done that in baseball history. So on the other hand, you have a high ceiling and a guy who's not as consistent. So you marry that with Zach Wheeler and you created a really, really good rotation. And I do think that this year we got caught up a little bit much in the contract conversation. Oh, he's going to be a free agent. Here's the thing, right? Let's look at this. This is a, I think this is a great example for how this fan base treated Aaron Nola in the 2023 season, okay? Because I don't know what's more important, talent or consistency. There can be arguments for both sides, but that's basically kind of how it breaks down. I, being more conservative, I'd probably go consistency, but I understand the talent level part of the argument. So I get it. And some people might say, well, I, I don't. I'd rather have someone be consistent and just know I can trust them. That makes it easier for me to root for this player because I know they're not going to let me down. They might not do anything incredible, but they're as consistent as it comes. Some people prefer that type of player or pitcher. But here's the fan base treatment of Nola in the 2023 season. A lot of people were not happy with Nola saying he stinks, he's terrible, get him off the team, can't wait for him to be gone, all of this stuff. Everybody was absolutely very aware that he was a free agent this coming off season, the one that we're in right now, and that the team and Nola were not very close on their numbers when it came to the spring training conversation that they had. Like that was reported already. So the assumption is by most, like let's just say halfway, three quarters of the way through the season, I believe the assumption by most Phillies fans was that Aaron Nola is not going to be back. He's gone. He's not going to play for this team again. I think I was in that camp as well. I'm, tr I'm trying to remember back and place myself at that point in time. I'm thinking that I was also in agreement that Aaron Nola wouldn't be back. I feel like I felt that way most of the year. But the point is, like, think about it. If you're walking down the street, right, and there's someone walking next to you, and they accidentally bump into you, and you're walking the same way, it's not like you're not going to say anything to that person. You're just, oh, sorry, my bad. Whatever, because that person's going to be next to you. You don't know how long they're walking. And you don't know how long they're going to be in reach of you or anything like that. Meanwhile, though, let's say you're driving in traffic and you're about to take an exit. Somebody cuts you off. What do you do? You lay on the horn. Uh, you might yell a couple choice words, maybe a hand gesture or two in there because you're in traffic. You don't know that person. That person is gone. You'll never see him again as soon as you take that exit. I think that we got to the point as a fan base where it was like, we're never going to see Aaron Nola again. He's not going to be here next year. Why would we give him any type of support or anything? like? I'm not saying the fan base didn't support Nola at all. I know there's some people out there that still really like Aaron Nola as a player. But I looked at it as a, well, he's gone after this year. So every time he messes it up, it's can't wait for him to be gone. And every time he does well, it's like, oh, finally, if you did that more often, maybe you'd actually be back. Now, the postseason, I think, changed all of that significantly for Aaron Nola because he was a huge part, once again, of a deep postseason run for this team. But I do think that's part of why this fan base was so volatile when it came to talking about Aaron Nola this year. Ultimately, his talent level is unquestionable. His consistency, 
also unquestionable and not in a good way. Like he's going to be inconsistent, but he's going to be talented. And the Phillies have decided that they can stomach that. But that's my evaluation really of his 2023 and how the fans have really reacted to him over the past couple of seasons. A very interesting case when it comes to the way Philadelphia interacts with a star player. One, the likes of which we haven't really seen before. The way that Aaron Nola has been treated in spite of his talent level, but the inconsistencies should allow for him to be treated that way at points by the fan base. He puts your mind in a pretzel if you think about it too long, but he's back to stay and hopefully you'll get consistency out of him on this big contract. And coming up, if you do get consistency or even if you don't, will Aaron Nola be on the list of all time great Phillies? Well, we'll have that conversation as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. So an all-time great Philly, hmm, what does that mean? Who are the guys that are in that conversation? Rollins, Udley, Howard, Hamels, Halliday, Carlton, Ashburn, uh, Schmidt. I can't believe it took me that long to get to Schmidt. Like, there's a million others, John Cruck, uh, Darren Dalton. Like, And they're all in this conversation for different reasons. Pete Rose, like <laughs> – some of them are there because they were all-time great players. Some of them are there because they were all-time great personalities that this fan base really connected with. Some of them are there because they were good players who were part of a great team. I think winning has a lot to do with being an all-time great Philly. If you don't have a championship, it's very hard to put you in the conversation of guys like Howard, uh, Rollins, Utley, um, Schmidt, like guys like that who did find ways to win one here. I love Roy Halladay. He's one of my favorite players of all time. He's not quite in the same conversation of all-time Phillies. Like, even though he's a Hall of Famer and he's all-time great, he doesn't have a championship. So he'll be beloved, but I do feel like it's to a little bit lesser of an extent of the guys who won when they were here. Um, it, but it's very hard to evaluate what makes someone all-time, especially when it's someone like Aaron Nola who is not all that consistent over the course of his career, but has a high talent level. Now, here's the good thing for Aaron Knoll's argument for this. You look at it in a vacuum, like in a single year, and you're like, how is he this bad after being this good? How is, from one start, does he look like this different of a pitcher than he does the next one? But part of being an all-time great, too, is stat compilation. And he's been here a while. He's been here since, what, 2014, I believe it is? Was Aaron, it was either 2015 or 2014 was his first year up with the Philadelphia Phillies at the major league level. And he's going to be here for seven more years. So let's just do some math real quick. He debuted in, um, let's see, why can I not find it now? Uh, 2015 was where he exceeded rookie. Yeah, 2015 was his debut. So 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 23 plus seven. So let's just call that 2030, 2015 to 2030. When things are all said and done, Aaron Nola is most likely going to have had a 15-year career all with the Philadelphia Phillies. Barring anything crazy, he's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies franchise leader in a lot of different statistics just because he's been here so long and he's been so good. So, yeah, he's going to be an all-time great Philly. He's going to be – there's just going to be an argument made that he's the best pitcher – to ever put on a Philadelphia Phillies uniform statistically. Now, we know like 
I will never, ever make the debate that Aaron Nola is a better pitcher than Roy Halladay. I don't think we can ever make the debate that Aaron Nola is a better pitcher than Steve Carlton. Like, I don't think those debates are coming. I, I don't think that's possible for him to pass those guys considering what he has and hasn't done so far in his career. But the numbers will show you that he's in that conversation, at least in a Phillies uniform because of how long he played here. And to even be considered to be in that conversation by the loophole that you played here longer or you played here in a different era where the strikeouts are higher and everything like that. So your numbers look better than like a Steve Carlton. Yeah. It's still amazingly commendable when everything's all said and done. Aaron Nola is going to be one of the all-time great Phillies pitchers and all-time great Phillies in general. He's going to be a wall of famer, certainly if they find a way to win a championship. But, yeah, he's he's going to be one of the most talented, successful pitchers that not everybody in the city likes. That's just the way to look at Aaron Nola. And the 2023 season was a perfect example of that love-hate relationship. Took a hometown discount to be here. I'm a fan. I don't think anyone should hate Aaron Nola, but I understand the frustration, and it was a frustrating season at points. But that's the experience. Hopefully, if he ends up being part of a team that wins you a ring, it'll be all worth it. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every single day. And, uh, yeah, let me know in the comments who you want me to evaluate next, what player – you want me to let you know how they did in 2023? We're going to hit all of them. I'm just trying to pick the order. So uh, we'll have another evaluation for you in the next episode. I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.